Hi guys. What's up, people? What up? What up? What up? How's everyone doing? Good, 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 good. Good, good weather yesterday, which was good nice. Boys. Yeah, surprisingly so. Not, yeah, not so great today though. No. It's okay. Still not cold. But it's not cold though. Yeah. It's just raining. So. It's just as bad sometimes, man. What? It's just no. as bad sometimes. I, I think rain. the grey. I really don't like the grey. Me neither. It puts a downer on my yeah. my mood, but mm-hmm. yeah, mate. I'm used to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing though, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, I, I've definitely suffered from that. I feel like 100%. I do. Yeah. Oh, whatever, man. You I remember I, used to t- I had to convince Jerome back in the day that that was actually a thing. He didn't believe me. You have a disease it's called a sad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to take that seriously. It we just met each other. Oh, by the way, I've got sad. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. I was but looking yeah. at you like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you stopped drinking. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's what we had to discuss today. Well, first of all, we are the Making Sense podcast yeah. for people that don't know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Take it for granted. Yeah, Making sense yeah kind of people that may not know. So, yes, yeah, it's true. Mm. Please subscribe, leave comments, ask questions, etc., etc. But this week we are talking about the economic cycle. Yes, yeah. we are. We also are also known as the business cycle or the boom and bust cycle. Same thing. Or the econ cycle. Or yeah. someone said the credit cycle. Yeah, also. So, so yeah. many names, same thing. Sure, but we, before we get into that, I'll pass it over to the set. Pass it over to the. I'll to pass to it the Sam, <laughs> to the Sam. To the Sam. To the Sam. I'll Sam. pass it over to Sam. To do our trusty disclaimer, just a reminder to everybody that we are. <laughs> no, you haven't you done this in a while, have you? <laughs> no, I just wanted to know if you guys coordinated today. Oh, well, oh, the hats, the Hirachis and the hats. Well, like since the women's episode, Black you look mad doing yeah, yeah, a you girl know. band or something. We're in sync, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Girl power. I ain't going to be able to get Francis to cuff his jeans. Oh, yeah. Whatever, yeah, man. Sorry. Yes, reminded to everybody that we are not professional financial advisors. We're just giving you our food for thought. Everything we're telling you, we've done the research on, and we expect you to do the same. Don't enter into any agreements or make any financial decisions without doing the due research. And do not blame us for any mistakes that you come across. However, if we influence you to do something and it works well, please, please uh, post post about it <laughs> and use the hashtag Making Sense PC. Yes. So let's get into it. But before we actually get into it, can we just go into why did we decide to do this topic? Yeah. Uh, I don't know who suggested it. Was it? I, no, I think it was me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think you had Jerome, like two seconds and I was taking credit. <laughs> no, no. Because no, no, Jerome asked me, is there anything at work that I'm currently looking at? Right. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the things I said was the economic cycle. Yeah. And then he said, yeah, let's run with it. Pretty okay, much. cool. So what is it? <laughs> What is the ecosystem? Yeah, and why is it important for our listeners to know? That's the most important bit, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so the economic cycle, it's 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 basically over a period of time. So it's A, it's continuous, so it's always been around. Mm. It um, probably has been recorded since maybe early 1900s. So what it is, obviously when we go through the years, there's some years economies are doing really well, some years they're doing really bad. So we feel it by there's times when, I don't know, there's a lot of high unemployment or we can't find jobs or people are earning a lot. Other times they're not earning that much or there's just times where businesses are doing really well. Other times businesses are not doing so well. So to kind of sum it up, um, if you look at these developments, economic developments over time, you can see a trend and these trends you can break into different phases and these phases tend to repeat themselves every every now and then so so on average they repeat themselves maybe every 10 years 
that's just an average but every cycle is different so what a cycle is in in um in more technical terms is you've got four phases you have the expansion phase which is basically when everything is doing really well so that's growth that's growth that's okay. the growth period when mm-hmm. every so again there's so many different names. terms yeah. yeah so uh that's the growth period so that's when everything is doing well uh for economists they would say that's the the period when gdp is rising faster than the trend so gdp growth is is rising faster than the trend growth rate and the trend is just you can look at it as an average mm. so let's say over the past 100 years gdp the average is five so then you could say that's your trend and then let's just say gdp now six percent every year it's obviously higher than five so mm-hmm. it's rising which is really good because everyone's doing really well there's very low unemployment um there's lots of jobs for people wage growth is really high salaries are going up there's basically not enough qualified people to do certain jobs so the companies but have to pay them well it is a good thing until you reach the peak because mm. when you reach the peak everything goes down yeah. i heard that we're close to the peak that's what i read yes so there's different opinions on that but we'll get to that okay so uh, <laughs> all right sir so yeah you have the expansion <laughs> and then you the, or the boom period or the growth period as yep. you call it there's many different names you reach the peak when you reach the peak from the peak it slows down the slowdown period is when it's still growing but rather than it growing at six percent let's just say now it's doing one or two percent so then that happens all the way down until you reach another point where you have negative growth which is the recession period so technically also known as the contraction also not okay so <laughs> someone's someone done their, their research, research. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you know we should have like a sound once something really like this happened and then just hit <laughs> But anyway, we're not getting a sample. Uh, <laughs> this is idea. not the Joe Budden podcast. Listen, ma- management supports people bringing up new ideas, <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Now. Continue, please. Thank <laughs> you. So yeah, uh, and then you have the recession. That's and that technically a recession is when you have two quarters of falling GDP growth, so negative growth and two. But that's just a technical term, and it's it's very arbitrary in a sense. Okay. But that's what economists call the recession. Um, so you reach a recession where everything is done is now doing really bad. You have high unemployment. Um, you have low wages, there's not enough productivity, output is low, um, you have very low confidence. So consumer confidence, there, there are surveys that are done by different outlets and they're just measuring how are people feeling about their yeah. economic future. So the, the more, the better they're feeling, the higher the confidence, the worse, the lower. And when you kind of plot that as a chart, you can see it actually, it actually uh, matches up with the economic cycle. Okay. So when people are really confident, things are usually going up when they're really not confident things are going mm, down yeah. so confidence surveys are actually important cool. so yeah you reach the recession where everything is, is really bad and then that happens and then usually the government acts by lowering interest rates mm. by stimulating so the government will have very low revenues at this point so they'll start spending more they'll, they'll get people to I don't know they'll they'll come up with some infrastructure projects. They'll just pump money into the economy. They'll they'll lower rates so that loans are cheaper. Mm-hmm. They'll start supporting small businesses. They'll do everything possible to get GDP growth to go into positive territory mm-hmm. again. Got you. And once that slowly picks up, you're in a recovery phase. Do you have another name for that? No, okay. <laughs> do your thing. You have the re- recovery fa- phase. And that's when things start to be on the up. So they stop declining, they start rising. But again, the the growth rate isn't as strong as in the expansion, mm. but it's positive and it's rising. Gotcha. And then that goes all the way up. Then again, it hits the expansion phase. Yeah, and then the yeah, same yeah. thing repeats itself yeah. over and over again. Um, I have a chart which we'll tweet, 
which shows you the economic cycles since the 1930s. Okay. Mm. And you can see some of them take 10 years, some of them take five years, some of them take seven. Mm. The current one that we're in basically started in 2009 mm. and has been going on since. since. It's been one, it's definitely been the longest <coughs> ones since the 90s. Uh, it's definitely been one of the strongest ones. Yeah. And um, as you were saying, Kalisha, mm-hmm. where are we in a cycle? <laughs> it, <laughs> um, so people don't always agree on that. But typically, every region isn't always at the same point in the cycle. Okay. Okay. So in the US, for instance, they're very, very advanced. Right, advanced in the cycle. So they're in, they're in like the late phase or late expansion phase. Gotcha. So they're, they're very close to the peak. Yeah. In, the, uh, in Europe, they're also expanding, but they're not quite as advanced as the US, so they're a little bit more far behind. Mm-hmm. And the way you can actually measure these things is there's there's loads different types of measures. So like at work, we look at at least ten indicators to see where we are in a cycle. Gotcha. Some of them are like um, where is the um, where are interest rates? Um, mm. Where are bond yields? Um, where is unemployment? We tend to focus on the US because the US is the biggest economy. They make up the largest share of global GDP, etc. Sorry to cut you off. Do you look at consumer spending as well? Yes. So consumer spending is, is it makes up 60% of GDP. Wow. So mm. consumer spending drives a lot. It, it has a, it explains a lot of where we are in the cycle. Yeah. Um, consumer spending in the US is skyrocket. It's very high. In the US is also high, but with consumer spending when you have high inflation it dampens a little bit it does and last year we had in the uk it was about three percent mm. so consumer spending slumped a little bit but i have a f- i have a feeling we'll be talking about that in another episode so <laughs> 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 you just mean that we plan out what we're going to discuss <laughs> <laughs> yes we're talking about uh, so yeah and another way to to measure where you are in the in the um in the circle is you look you look at something called the output gap mm-hmm. um it's the output gap well <laughs> as you ask the output gap, um, Did you tell us <laughs> yeah so output is is usually a, 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 another word for for gdp or productivity that's just another word and in in theory again economists say there's something called potential output or potential gdp and what that means is that's the rate if gdp is rising at that rate it can be maintained for a very, very long time without you having high inflation, without you reaching a peak, without there being a recession. So that's the potential. So let's look at the potential as something that if GDP is rising at that rate, inflation is will be at a good rate, healthy rate. It'd just be really good to be at that point. And that's where it should be, right? Mm. That's the potential. That's where you want to be. And then we have obviously the actual growth rate. So the output gap is just the difference in the two. So let's just say actual yearly GDP growth is 6% mm-hmm. and the potential is 5. That means what we have positive out, a positive output gap, 6 minus 5 as well, gotcha. right? Mm. So we're, we're actually, GDPs are above where it should be, yeah. which is not good because mm. it's above where, we can, where it can maintain a healthy economy. Mm-hmm. So the economy is producing too much. Gotcha. Um, so it's over, there's over, sorry, go yeah, on. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the, it's almost like the economy is producing too much. If we had a negative output gap, then we would say it's not producing enough, i.e. the growth rate isn't where it should be. So there's the, the productivity is un, under, under, it's under capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still too many jobs that aren't filled. There's mm-hmm. unemployment rate is too high. Um, the government should still be in a, in a phase where they're stimulating the economy rather than trying to slow it down. Yeah. And if we had a positive output gap, it would be the other way around where, okay, the economy is going too fast. 
we need to put in measures to slow it down a little bit. Otherwise, gotcha. we're going to reach a peak and then hit the recession. Mm-hmm. So okay. ideally, there's no gap. But I, exactly, what level of gap, either way, negative or positive, is manageable? I guess something around zero, the, the lower, the better. Yeah, the lower, the better. Basically, is, is it is it realistic to have no gap? Does that happen? No, no. you usually have a gap. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, like now in in the US, you have a positive output yeah, gap. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, so it's around, or in Europe, it's around zero or or or, uh, or negative. Yeah. I.e., there's still more to do. Yeah, or there's yeah. still more. Does a recession have to happen to actually help economy? I I don't think it has to happen to help, but it's usually what tends to happen. Um, and when when a recession usually happens, is it usually happens at a point where when you reach the peak, uh, interest rates are really high. Um, people have usually borrowed a lot of money. Businesses have borrowed a lot of money, so there's there's very very high debt, and with high debt, what happens is if if you have when you have a lot of high debt, you also have interest payments, etc. So if consumer spending slows down, or if anything slows down, which means you have less revenue, you still have to pay your interest and loan, etc., etc. Right. So when that starts happening, you start defaulting on your loans or your obligations. It's almost like a vicious cycle. Um. You can't pay your interest rates. Uh, you can't pay your interest payments or your loans back. The bank realizes actually, yeah, shit, this is gonna happen with a lot of people. They stop lending money, mm. or they increase the hurdles to, in order for people to borrow money. So there's less money out there. People are like, okay, I'm not making any sales. I can't borrow money to see me through. <coughs> so it's almost like a vicious cycle. Yeah. Confidence gets really low. Salaries are low. Um, at at that point, usually um, inflation is high, but it's it's trending down. So it's just it, it's just generally a bad phase for everyone, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah, and the government's making less revenue, so no one really benefits. So I don't think it has to happen, but it's what tends to happen when the economy overheats and it reaches a peak. It's just what it's. This is what happened in two thousand and eight, mm. basically. Yeah. 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 As an everyday person, why is it important to know where we are in the cycle? Um, well, I think as an everyday person, you you want to you want to just have a rough idea, generally speaking, simply because. You want to know at this point in time, especially if you do a highly skilled job, right? You want to know, okay, am I really in demand? Um, mm. My salaries has been rising for the past two or three years. How much more can I actually get? Mm. Or I don't know. It, it's just one of those things to to know just for, for any kind of major decision you might want to make. Yeah. Even if you're going to uh, start a new job. Yeah. Do you want to, yeah. you know, if we've got a crash on the horizon, do you want to stay put? You know, um, it's just knowing where you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I would say it's just knowing where you are. You know, it's it's something similar to knowing something like what's inflation. Mm. Yeah. You know, will it help mm. you? I don't know on a day to day basis. Probably not, but mm. it will help you somewhere. And at least your decision making is informed. Definitely, yeah. especially if you're doing anything major. So that is yeah. changing jobs. You're going to buy a house, start mm. a business. Mm. All those things you should be aware of because the markets can fall away. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the um, that the output gap. No, that was. The <laughs> That's why, why it's... Uh, yeah, that's why why I think you should know. And also, another reason is if you're if you're quite active in investing, mm. or, or at least professional investors, what they do mm. is um, for, depending on where we are in the cycle, mm. there tends to be assets that do really well. Like? Well, usually if you're in the expansion, well, actually in the recovery, from the reco- recovery all the way to the peak, equities do really well especially high growth sectors like technology okay. they tend to, and this is exactly what we've seen mm. uh, if you look at the US S&P 500 for instance 
technology stocks are the main drivers. Agreed. That's where all the growth has come from mm. for since 2009. Yeah, I mean, that's why we just spoke about it recently. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so yeah, buy equities, you know, if things, if you have very low interest rates, you're heading into a recession, you want to buy government bonds. Mm. Lower interest rates mean government bond prices go, oh, sorry, bond prices in general go up. So you want to buy bonds. If you're in an expansion late cycle phase like we are now, commodities, oil, that kind of stuff tends to do okay. well. Um, but again, this is not you know this is it's it's not it's not hard, it's no hard rule as in, in, yeah, in on average this is what happens. Yeah. So, hold on. So I read that you should add gold to about ten percent of your portfolio during peak. Why is that? Because uh, gold will help you when there's a recession. So when everything is dropping, usually people flock to gold. Yeah, oh. so, it's a safe haven. Exactly, gold is a safe haven asset. So are is the the Swiss currency, Japanese currencies. So when things are really bad. People say, okay, I don't want to buy stocks. I don't want to buy bonds. Let me just buy gold. Because yeah. mm. gold, in theory, is, is seen as the asset that maintains its value. Mm. But obviously, again, this is just what tends to happen. Mm. But in fact, this year, gold has done really bad. And then two weeks ago, you had a very terrible run in the markets. Gold went up by just under 3%. Yeah, I've noticed that throughout the years. Yeah, When there's panic or confusion or uncertainty. People run to... And, and, and one of the conversations was that during those kind of periods, cryptocurrencies could be something people yeah. could run to. But again, I don't know. But that Disclaimer. is just yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the discussions that was being had. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I suppose is there anything unique or that people should be aware of for the potential recession that we've got on the horizon now? Yeah. Because well, is Brexit know, a deci- deciding factor as well? I think it'd be a contributing one. Yes, Bre- you see, Brexit is because it's, it has an economic impact. Say on some on for for consumers, it's inflation because after since Brexit, the the pound has gotten weaker. Mm. Right? So whatever we buy has got has gone up. Mm-hmm. For businesses, it's similar. Um, not only that, but for businesses, it brings uncertainty in the sense that let's just say Sainsbury's wanted to expand, right, and and redo all their their shops or something. They might not, they might hold off on doing that, or they might not do that anymore because mm. they don't know what Brexit is going to bring. Yeah. So all the expansions, mm. all the plans, anything that a business really wanted to do, they might not do it now simply because of Brexit. They might mm. wait for a year or two. They might not even. They might stop hiring because of yeah. it, and yeah. say, okay, well, okay, uh, we plan to hire a hundred thousand people. Let's just hire twenty to see because we don't want to hire a hundred and then have to lay them off in a year. Right. So so it does impact it, and I guess in an indirect way. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it feels like there's quite a few things that could kind of spark it off, right? Everything basically. Right, so you've got Brexit, you've got trade wars, we've mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's quite it's quite interesting. You mentioned the point around productivity. Cause I'm pretty sure in the last statement that was an issue that we had in. Yeah. The UK. So we have very low productivity in the mm. UK, and it's actually it's been like this in the cycle. Okay. It's, yeah, productive, but everything's still been rising. So that's the question. Got you. You know, people are still earning more. Stock prices are rising, but productivity is really low. So then the question is, are we measuring productivity the right way? Yeah. Maybe we're not. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more, one thing to add that has a, also has a large impact on the cycle, how it develops, etc., is um, our economic shocks. So economic shocks, they can be good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have external shocks that there'll be a shock to, to the supply side or demand side. So a shock is just anything which changes demand or supply drastically right so let's just say oil prices shoot up by 20 dollars which is always quite unlikely but let's let's say it does 
that's that's a negative demand shock because there will lower demand yeah, yeah. and then you have the same thing for supply and these things tend to happen at different phases throughout the cycles so that also has a big impact um, yeah and terrorism geopolitics yeah. mm-hmm. trump um <laughs> just yeah Trump it's just it's so after that maybe the black economy you know yeah and um, um you just asked something but it was something about the, okay okay anyway the, the point i was trying to make is <laughs> is it's almost impossible to accurately forecast where you are in a cycle yeah of course. that's almost impossible but you can always have a gist mm-hmm. so yeah, when that you have a gist. So like now, everyone agrees US is in a late cycle. But some people tell you, oh, next year there's going to be a recession in the US at work. That's something we've been saying. Yeah, we've we're forecasting for next year. Next year. Yeah. Oh wow. Other places are oh, saying that affect us though as well. It would, of course. Yeah. Mm. Other places are saying, oh no no no, it'll be at least three four years simply because they're saying when when um there's a peak in 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 output for ex- example. There's a little bit of a lag before the recession comes, mm. which is also true, but no one really knows. So yeah, mm. this is as we always say, we've just given you a taster. Um, there's a lot more, you know. So yeah, yeah. I think for me, the important thing to take away is yeah, that that's how the economy moves. It goes up and down. There's good times and bad. Um, and I suppose if you know what you're doing, you could potentially make money from either or. Yeah, right. A hundred percent. If if you can. It all depends on on how good your estimates are, right? Mm. So if you can estimate pretty well where we are in a cycle, you can obviously position yourself before. So like Kalisha mentioned with the gold, mm. mm-hmm. let's just say you actually you are quite good at forecasting. You know the recession is in a year or so, and you buy lots of gold now. By the time the recession actually happens, you've bought really low, so yeah, you've gained quite a lot, or you sell all your equity. Like last week when the sell-off happened, I sold half of my U.S. equities. And I bought government bonds, for mm-hmm. example, simply because usually after such a sell-off in equities, people tend to sell their stocks to buy government bonds, so mm. government bonds rise. Mm. Okay. Nothing fundamental, as in there's no crazy explanation. It's just what people tend to do because government bonds are perceived to be safer. Gotcha. Right? So I did something like that. Um, so yeah. just research trends then, really? Yeah, but then it's, it's, it's knowing... The data, everyone has access to the data, right? Yeah. Everyone does. It's knowing which self data mm. and how to analyze it. That's it. that everyone doesn't know. So that's, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Cool. So we have the economic cycle. Do you guys feel clued up on it now? I do. Yeah, yeah I do. I Good. Do. Yeah. Definitely. And how it can benefit me as well <laughs> in a certain way. Yeah. But again, yeah. it's it's just a taster, right? Yeah. There's so much, so many other things that are left out. So yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a very complex subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very complex. This what we've touched is just the basics, mm. and every single concept or point I've mentioned, there's books about them. Mm. So yeah. 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 We're gonna have some links in the show notes. Yes. And so. also some charts that I found. So we'll Perfect. be posting those as well. Yeah, just so you can see how it's moved over time. Yeah. Any questions, please use the hashtag Making Sense PC or send us an email to info at makingsensepodcast.com. And you can find me at Making Sense PC. <laughs> I was thinking about individual and I thought, nope. <laughs> and we are also on Spotify. Yes, now. we yes, are. We are. Have we, is that just the first time we're announcing it? On the pod. Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah on okay, social media. Yeah. Put it on, on social Spotify media. Now. Yes. But we're now on Spotify, so it um, makes it easier for anyone that uses doesn't use Apple it's just simply yeah. there and it's your playlist listen to us every Tuesday yep um, share send the links to your people to your friends to your family all of that yep any questions cool. any ideas um, any requests yeah 
No, 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 that's it. Yeah, that's it. I, I think she was talking to the listeners. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what's I was. It? Oh, shame. Uh, I am again, a listener too. <laughs> that's true. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. What have you learned this week? I'm sorry, aye but aye we aye. can squeeze oh. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go, guys. Um, gosh, what have I learned this week? I've learned about e- economic cycle. Okay. What That's what I'm doing. You came with your chest two seconds ago. Please keep <laughs> it there. I'm the last person to, <laughs> to give my point because, you know. No, because I'm still formulating, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm still formulating, man. <laughs> so you bring Oh the, my gosh. Kind of All right, fine, fine. You, fine, fine. What have I learned this week? Um, let me think. I learned, I learned so much. I don't know where to start. Oh gosh. Uh, okay. okay, I actually learned of a different way to calculate the output gap. At work, wah, wah, wah. I did. <laughs> I did. You're gonna tell I, us what it is. Or yeah, is it, is yeah. it so there's there's something six. called um, utility capitalization. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's one. So that's that's a number. Um, and that you take that number and you deduct the unemployment rate. So with one one of the so the unemployment rate obviously the lower it is the better. Mm. With capacity utilization, it's basically. <laughs> it's, it's it's between one and a hundred, right? And the lower that number is, why, why did you the more the more a company can produce at the same cost. Okay. So you take that you, you take the difference in the two, and that gives you an estimate. So that's something I learned. Cool. Please cool. look in the show notes for the link to the webinar where he explains <laughs> that in detail. <laughs> um, I learned uh, the government have put a ban on having cladding on buildings over eighteen meters tall. Um, as a result of the Grenfell incident. So going forward, developers will not be able to decorate buildings with cladding. Good. Yeah. Over 18 metres tall. But if it was 17.5, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Which is arguable, but yeah, not for today's it. podcast. Jerome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The man himself. Um, nothing interesting. Um, I've pretty much just been researching uh, cloud computing over the last few weeks. So I kind of learned the difference between public, private, and hybrid cloud. Can uh, you want to tell us what, what they are? Uh, is it? Okay, so private cloud is, so if you're using a cloud provider, um, basically they all the cloud is really is you're using somebody else's servers and you're connecting to them via the internet. Public cloud is basically Amazon or AWS, so who is, no, AWS is Amazon. Sorry, so AWS, Amazon, or Microsoft, their product's called Azure. They'll have a, a warehouse full of servers. If you use the public cloud, basically all of our apps, let's say all four of us had apps, all four of our apps will be running on any one of these servers at and when, whichever one is available. Mm. Um, but, you know, so today my app might be running on this server, tomorrow your app might be running on it, to next day it's yours. With that, um, it's cheaper because obviously they can just use whichever server is available mm. at any time, but there's security issues. So then you have something called the private cloud, where basically you'd reserve like four servers and only your application be running on them. Um, so you've got privacy, security, yada, yada. And hybrid is just the, the two, uh, where some companies will say, okay, certain applications, we want it to be on a private cloud because we need extra security. Yeah. Others that aren't as you know valuable or whatever, we'll have on the, on the public cloud and you'd have that as a hybrid. And that's kind of what I learned. Nice. Cool. I cool. Like See, we did all learn something. <laughs> okay. All right, I just then. don't think the stuff I learned is going to be interesting to anyone. Oh, I mean, Never you know. think the stuff I learned is going to be interesting to anyone? We started a podcast. Arguable, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah. So, so that's it. Thanks for listening. See you Thank next you week. Listening. Peace. Bye. Bye.